Life is unfair. Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. That's correct, I'm talking about They Might Be Giants. And on this episode, I have the, the illustrious, the notorious Spencer Parks here. You know him. You've heard him on the pod. Uh, probably second to only me. You've heard him the most on the podcast in his voicemails. And we're going to talk about... Fibber Island. Here on Fibber Island, we strum rubber guitars. Our friends live on Mars, and we sew buttons on our cars. Here on Fibber Island, our house is made of pie. Our dog is two miles wide And all he talks about is pie Here on Fibber Island We swim on the ground Wheels are square, not round We eat chocolate by the pound Here on Fibber Island Hello, I am uh, very happy to be here uh, Sorry that you have all heard my voice many, many times You probably probably didn't want to, but... Uh, I'm here in the flesh. We're hearing your voice in higher quality now. Not, oh, way higher quality. I've been actually a little voicemail. embarrassed at how bad that stuff was, but eh, it's phones. Yeah, I, I kind of like it because it's like, I mean, it reminds me of like, you know, like terrestrial radio when people call in, you know, yep. it's got the, the call in vibe, you know, if it sounded too crisp, it wouldn't sound authentic. There were no effects added to make that phone effect. That was all real. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't put on the, the tin can filter. No. 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 <laughs> Okay, so you have previously been on an episode, but it was on the exclusive episode about the first three tracks on state songs. It was actually the very first exclusive episode for our Patreon listeners. Only for the people who can afford to hear things. Yes, I know. $5 for all that content. I know it's, it's very pricey. And you, yeah, you've been you've been a Patreon subscriber from the start. You've been, I'd say, the most faithful Patreon subscriber of them all. There's a very uh, accurate test to test that out, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, no, I, as soon as I heard about the podcast, I was like, I am all in. It was the first They Might Be Giants podcast that I had heard of. Uh, they've been my favorite band for many, many years, and I was, I, I'm going to do whatever I can to support this, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm in it. And Literally, I'm in the podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh so, yeah, you drove down from Evanston, Illinois. How long did it take you to get here? Like two and a half? Uh, something like that. Maybe even a little bit less. Traffic wasn't too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about commitment. Uh, on the state songs, when we did it just over, over you know, voice call like everyone else. But this time, he's like, this is the real deal. Going to make the, the trek down. We're going to do this episode. Then we're going to do a Darlings of Lumberland episode. So, uh Making a day of it. We are. I, I'm making a full, full day of it. Uh, the Skype thing is fine. Yeah. You know, it gets the job done. I was able to record on my end, so I, hopefully the quality was a little better than some of the other ones. But being in person to record something like this, uh, it's just so much better, I think. So let's talk about your fandom with the band, because we kind of held back on that on the exclusive episode, because we want everybody to hear about it. Uh, so tell us how you got into They Might Be Giants, all the details. How old were you? What did you hear first? Uh, how did you hear them? Et cetera, et cetera. So I was uh, born. No, let me start that over. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't created uh, in a lab? Well, not to my knowledge, no. Uh, so I was born in 1980, so I'm just a little bit older than you. I'm, I think, a pretty similar age to most of your guests, probably. And uh, my first experience was either Tiny Toons, <laughs> or, as many people have said, um, or it was a friend of mine um, telling me about this band that he had just found out about. I think it was his older cousin who knew about them, big into the music industry. <laughs> um, and so it was a right, right around the time of Flood, Apollo 18, I don't remember if both were released at the time, um, but of course, Tiny Toons, uh, they had the two animated music videos on there, mm -hmm. and I, yep. I was very into it, um, and so my friend Gabe started telling me about them as well. Again, I don't know which one came first, uh, so we were listening to Flood and Apollo 18, and 
as the years went on, I would have other friends. We would listen to albums. I remember listening to Miscellaneous T while playing like Sim City on the SNES, I think. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, so I have a lot of very fond memories of playing video games and listening to Miscellaneous T at the same time. Um, so I what, was, what was it about Miscellaneous T? That's uh I, I think it was just what, it was just the one that was there at the time. Uh-huh. You know that you know I got it on CD, and that was I just have a a very uh, very good memory of just listening to that while hanging out with my friends or playing uh, hanging out with myself or playing video games. And for some reason, that one just sort of sticks out in my mind. But obviously, all the albums. I mean, I have memories for all of them. John Henry, I. I think that might have been the first one that I bought, but I remember mm-hmm. seeing it in the city in the CD store. It was whatever whatever store it was at the time, and sort of debating. Okay, do I want to buy it? Do I want to spend the money or not? And then, of course, I got it. I remember also when the the then the earlier years collection came out. It was mm-hmm. sort of the same thing. I didn't. I'm very frugal. I didn't want to spend a lot of money, but then I was able to actually listen to that one in the store. It was. Um, I don't remember if I told this story or not, but it was, uh, I think it was a blockbuster music and you could actually open up a CD and listen to it there. And I listened to, maybe it was like the Don't Let Start demo. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is so weird and cool. I need to have this album. And ever since then, I was like, I'm absolutely going to buy every single album when it comes out. Why, why am I even second guessing this? That then collection was a good value. Absolutely, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of fun stuff on there. And you starting so early on, on Miscellaneous Tea, that definitely sets you up, prepares you for the weirdest possible They Might Be Giant songs, uh, get, getting used to their weirder uh, non-LP tracks right off the bat. Yeah, that one, I remember uh, my parents got that for me on CD for like Christmas or Hanukkah or birthday or something. And so I don't, I don't really know when it came in in the actual chronology uh-huh. just sort of know same with like weird al like i a lot of those earlier albums the chronology when i got them was a little bit off um but yeah then eventually i moved on to you know the first couple of albums lincoln and the self-titled one uh and then just chugged through yeah from there mm-hmm. definitely so uh fibber island is on no which you have to say like that because it has an exclamation point. Uh, their first kids album in 2002, did you buy that right away because you were already firmly in adulthood when that would have come out? That's arguable, but yes, I th- technically was an adult <laughs> at that time. Maybe not, you know, I, I didn't say you were mature, but, you know, as far as the, the, the law is concerned, yeah, law. you could be charged as an adult. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, no, I'm still working on maturity. Uh, yes, I'm pretty sure I bought that one right away. I was in college in Iowa at the time. Um, and I think I was, yeah, 2000. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was in Iowa. So yeah, I definitely have memories of being in Iowa in that world at that time in my life listening to know for sure. And that actually was, I think, when I first got an iPod. Nice. I wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the first ones to get on that that board, but uh, I got one eventually, and I think that was probably one of the first ones that went on the iPod because it was brand new. Now, did you know it was a kid's album ahead of time? Because I've seen some people saying stuff on, like, I was just looking on Reddit or some comments on YouTube or something where they're like, I (laughs) for some reason, you know, they heard it without knowing it was a kid's album. They're Mm. like, this album's weird. I yeah, I'm pretty sure I knew it was a kids album. Didn't have like a sticker right on the front of the CD. It I probably like did. It well, did. also it's a very cartoony kids artwork on the front. Yeah, and I was like, I don't care. I'm practically a kid myself, so I'm I'm gonna get it. Yeah, the artwork is very cool. It's the uh, the chopping block, and they did all of the the videos. Did you ever watch the videos that that came with it? There was like the interactive. It was the CD-ROM days still. Yeah, it I, was a I, CD-ROM. <laughs> I think I did. I don't have any memories, but I'm sure I did. And I remember the the uh, the website that they had that was also that very similar style. In fact, yeah. I have a T-shirt uh, that has the the presidents yeah. on the front and then one in the back, and it, it has a, a a word bubble that says TMBG. And to this day, people will still look at that and be like, what? What is that shirt? Who are those people? What's TMBG? A lot of them will understand that it's They Might Be Giants, but 
I'll have to explain it to them. Like, these are these presidents. And yeah. It's kind of a fun game to see who can guess who which president is which. I think uh, you wore that shirt when we uh, were on the call. I probably did, uh, yeah. Last time. Yeah, the, sh- the shirt you're wearing today, I've actually never seen that design before. It's one of the uh, the few They Might Be Giant shirts I've seen that, that seems to have their whole name on it. They don't like to put the whole name. That's true. It actually says They Might Be Giants, all spelled out. And then is that... Does it have... There's no way that's every song. It's at, got titles of songs. At the time the shirt was made, it was every single song that wow. they had made. So it's so, an old shirt. Yeah. yeah. What do you, what what era are we talking? Oh here? my god! Did you get it at a concert? I don't even remember. I probably just bought it on their website or something. Um, yeah. So for those who don't know, uh, it is every single they might be giant song at the time the shirt was made, but they're in the shape of a T-shirt which I think is extra funny. And then yeah, in the middle, yeah. it says they might be giants. And I've, I've, I have seen a couple other people wearing this shirt, but it's pretty rare. Um, but this has got to be at least 15, 20 years old. Yeah, right now, point. right now, the newest song title I'm seeing on it is uh, Museum of Idiots. So maybe it was after uh, The Spine. That sounds about right. Um, and I know there's one, it's... Uh, I think there's a couple songs on here from that McSweeney's album that they did. Uh huh. I think there might be some on that, and those might have been right around the same time. So early 2000s, is that what we're thinking? Yeah, 2000, like 2004, 2005, maybe. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds about right. So like 15 <laughs> years old. Don't, don't No. <laughs> I know it's still recording, but why is it going? I haven't touched my mouse lately. There we go. Okay. And we're back from the commercial break. I'm assuming by the time this airs, I'll have big time sponsors. Oh, yeah. Be making a living off of this. I'll get to quit teaching. No, that will never happen. That's the dream. I, you know, I honestly don't know how. I mean, I guess as far as podcasts having ads, it's usually just ones you hear on like that have like a network. They're on like a network. There's I a mean, lot of those. I mean, I'm on the punknews.org network, but we're not like a big time right. conglomerate. <laughs> yeah, the whole ads on podcast thing is interesting because everybody wants to get ads they want to be able to get funded but how big do you have to be before you can start getting ads i don't know yeah i think you probably need to be getting into like the tens of thousands with downloads or something every day or every every each episode episode, exactly Yeah. yeah yeah speaking of which we should plug your podcast the dictionary spencer hosts the dictionary Uh, so Spencer wrote the dictionary. I don't know if you knew that. And then he will read it to you. It's like an audiobook. <laughs> uh, uh, you, well, ha- part of what you said is correct. Yeah, I, uh, I did not write the dictionary. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have all that knowledge in my head. But uh, he is correct. I am reading the dictionary on my podcast. Uh, each episode is between 10 and 15 minutes long. So they're pretty easily digestible. I post every day. Uh, and each page of the dictionary is four episodes so uh, i usually just record four at once and that becomes four episodes and and i i my beautiful illustrious what am i saying uh the the (laughs) words go into your brain and uh i you know i try to interject with some personal stories or stupid jokes um but no the idea is pretty stupid (laughs) and i just think it's funny (laughs) So I'm doing it. It's a nice promotion. Listen to my stupid podcast. I have literally said that to people or posted that on Facebook. So if 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 this here Fibber Island episode goes up in like six weeks, where take a guess, where do you think in the dictionary you will be? Will you still be in the A's? I can a hundred percent guarantee that I will still be in the A's (laughs) because I actually did the math for just the letter A and I will be uh, finishing the letter A in about mid-January. And I started this at the beginning of this January, 2019. <laughs> a so year it's about a year. Yep, yep. Oh, man. I know. Have you thought about making the episodes longer, covering like a whole page in an episode? Or would that... I mean, I, I could easily, uh, but then I would have to record that much more. Or I could just post every four days. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, then it would still take just as long. Exactly. Exactly. No. I, I, so when this post, maybe you'll be to like the A. I think I I'm know, in the AMs right now. AM, AN, something like that. I'm trying to remember what the last words that I, I was reading. Definitely AL. Uh, so I, I try to record twice uh, twice a week. I'm starting to have guest readers. Nice. If you would like to be a guest nice. reader for an episode <laughs> or four, uh, you know, it, it that just um, breaks things up and has yeah. another point yeah. of view, which is nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. To the AMs already, it's still gonna take 
six more months to get through the uh, give or take yeah i guess like the as's there might be a lot of those probably a lot of those asat yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's been fun i'm learning a lot of words that i immediately forget yeah I remember, we were talking about this before like who uh, who could possibly complete the entire uh our, our podcast projects oh. first because there's I, more words in the dictionary than there are. Uh, I'm, there's more pages in the dictionary than there are. They might be giant songs. That, so. that that's true. Yeah, uh, I'm estimating between twenty and thirty years for mine, <laughs> uh, and I think you're probably at around fifteen, twenty years, something like that. When your kid is going off to college, you'll still be yeah. recording this in your basement. Be like, come on, subscribe to the Patreon. I need you to pay for her college. Please help me. <laughs> I'm only at eighty-seven dollars. Oh boy. Okay, so um yes, back to they might be giants. So so Fibber Island. So is is no you know when I I remember when No came out. I think it was the first album like since I'd become a fan it was the first album where I actually debated getting it. I'm like it's a kids album. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like a cool college kid into indie rock and stuff now. I don't know if I want to I don't to be do called listening album. to kids music. Right. But then I ended up getting it anyway, uh, probably on the day it released. But I I wouldn't say I listened to it as much as the other stuff just cuz I mean, I was jamming on Mink Car pretty hard. Um What's cool about No though is that it it's a kids album, but it still has so much of that they might be giants vibe you know they they hadn't got to gotten oh, yeah. to the point yet where they were like oh wait let's do like actual educational songs like the a the 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 alphabet and the numbers mm-hmm. um it was just fun kids music that was semi-educational but it was more just uh you know with a with a kid's viewpoint in mind right you know just just younger they might be giant songs and then later it was when they got into the the you know the actual education of things yeah there was no theme to this album necessarily right right other than saying no uh yeah the the which they named it that because it's every kid's favorite word absolutely uh arguing with your parents and refusing to do things is it's uh you'll have to deal with that soon yeah yeah she's not saying any words yet so she hasn't said no yet but i hope it's not her first word (laughs) <laughs> what what do you uh, hope her first word is i i think mama's gonna be her first uh, word for sure she's already kind of saying that but it's hard to say you're like, ah, mama, 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 mama. i think my parents told me my first word was cookie really i which i would not be surprised <laughs> i do have a sweet tooth so that that fits well <laughs> so th- this is the second no episode the first one was i am not your broom hmm. with uh friends nikolai from the hold steady and kind of going along with what you're saying with it, it, it was is written in a very this whole album written in a very they might be giants kind of way. And uh, we discovered that I'm not your broom was was written way before, uh, probably before they even had the idea that they were ever going to do kids albums. So I, I'd be interested to know. Um, now Fibber Island I, was definitely written for this uh, album, I would say. Right? It wasn't just I like a song they had so, in the bank. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you go to the chronology on the wiki, there is uh, a demo they released a year before the album came out, um, which was on the TMBG Unlimited, which I tried to find and listen to. But did you ever see that that someone uploaded like a seven hour YouTube of all of the Unlimited stuff? I don't think I saw that. It seems to have been taken down. Oh, okay. Wouldn't be surprised. So uh, I cannot find it. And... The apparently it just has some extra uh, jamming at the end. Is how the wiki puts it. It has some extra jamming. Um, I don't think I ever got the unlimited. I'm gonna check my phone, but I'm pretty sure I I that was that was probably yeah in that time period when I was like, well, I can't get everything that I want. In fact, Long Tall Weekend. When did that come out? Was that like ninety nine? Ninety nine. Okay, yeah. So that was you know, only a few years earlier. That album, I was not doing the internet music thing at all uh and so i actually had a friend download it for me and mm. then burn it to a disc so i could actually listen to it because that was the first all digital album yeah i didn't get it when it came out either no yeah uh so fibber island let's let's start with i like um the john's uh the song by song guide for no yeah, I, I, I like read this, this little quote, quote here. I read the quote a yeah. few days ago as I was researching my songs, and I I don't know what to make about this. <laughs> well, well, here, here. Uh, it says, 
Fibber Island is a traditional song written as a national anthem during the island's tumultuous drive for independence from the U.S. in the 1960s. Located directly to the east of Nantucket, Massachusetts, Fibber Island has been a vacation destination for CIA and retiring black ops agents for years. But when they moved to become their own nation state, the island was disappeared by Lyndon Johnson and the FBI. <laughs> so when I when I first read that, I didn't realize that it was a quote from them at first. I thought it was just trivia information that they had put on the site. So, so you thought it was cr- I, accurate? Yeah, when I factual. first I was like this is an actual island that, and, and, and then as as I thought about it, I was like no, obviously this is not, but I was I was so and I started googling Fibber Island Nantucket. I was like where is this place? How does this exist? And then I, no, it's just what the John say. And the John are of course famous for giving us lovely wonderful fake stories it's it's a pretty funny thing to say in a guide for a kid's album too because <laughs> right. if if any kid were reading that they'd be like well first of all they might believe it second of all they wouldn't know what half the things mean in that quote right black ops yeah or like what's the cia even it's who's lyndon johnson kids <laughs> in america no, yeah I don't know. Kids uh, with the children in America children would, in America. would work better since it starts with a C. And they're disappeared. The, yes, the the children are disappeared. Yeah, it's in a very a very adult description for a very lighthearted kids very song all song. about imagination. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Fibber Island. It it. I mean, and that gives it a lighter. Um, Tone and then calling it like liar right. island. Kids fib. They telling don't lie. A, right. Telling a fib. A fib. Uh, so the the many fibs in this song, I mean Fibber Island. I, I mean I guess you could say that their quote they're saying is entirely a fib. So it it goes it, it follows in line with the song. Yeah yeah yeah. Well you know that's that's pretty uh, that follows along with the other descriptions that they give for all their other songs, which are often lies or fibs as well. Yeah yeah. Uh, so do, do you want to talk about the lyrics first or the instrumentation first? Uh, we could talk about either. I actually was so focused on one aspect of this song that I really needed to research, which I will get into, <laughs> uh, that I completely forgot to just act- actually look at the lyrics again and listen to the music again. But yeah, let's. I'm I'm coming into this this one kind of blind, other than this one <laughs> thing which I'm super proud of that I researched. Uh, let's let's talk first about the, the beginning. It starts out as if it's going to be a ballad. It's got this nice finger-picked acoustic guitar by Dan Miller, uh, which is very pretty, and it starts out just very chill, and then it takes off into this, like, oompa-oompa kind of thing uh, with the whole band joining in. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it gets a gets a little crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut that out if you want. Um, no, I right now when we listen to it, I was more focusing on the lyrics because I tend to have a harder time. Um, but I, uh, but I think the the thing about this song is obviously the lyrics, and it's all about um, imagination. Uh, and uh, but we we can we can get back to the music. What what are the different instruments? They got guitar, bass. So it's pretty standard, really, for them. Yeah, and you got the the accordion makes a lot of sense since it is kind of like it's it almost takes on like a, a nearly a polka feel, mm-hmm. you could say. And the accordion is very nice. I especially like the ending where it breaks down almost to the ballad kind of feel again. And there's this little accordion line that walks down. I'm a pretty big fan of that. And then it kicks up again. It's got like this whole coda section. I mean, it feels like the song's over. And then it takes off again. And that weird keyboard kind of comes in. Um, it does not have an, a keyboard listed uh, for John Linnell, but it's definitely not an accordion. Uh, the part that's at the end. It almost is like a Mellotron type of sound. I think I remember reading that it was, um, but it also sounds like flutes, kind of. But yeah, maybe. Well, that's synth the thing. Flutes, right? Yeah, like Mellotron. I mean, that's the thing. It's almost like they're like a sampler. So if you had a, a sample of uh, a flute, you know, it would sound different. Being, you know, you wouldn't, you'd be able to tell it's not a real flute, but uh, it would have a flute type tone coming out of the Mellotron. So. Um, but I don't know. It's not listed on the wiki. Well, as such. since we but. are talking about that, I will I will tell you what I researched. Okay, yeah, go for it. Let's, so, let's hear it. I, I can't stay in the suspense. <laughs> right, it's extremely suspenseful. I'm 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 glad that you don't know what I'm going to bring up because I was worried that you would and be like, oh, this is common knowledge, right? No. Uh, so I looked everywhere. Um, let me, let me backtrack. This this song came out in 2002. 
in 2001, there was a movie called Human Nature. Have you ever heard of this movie? Human Nature, no. It's written by Charlie Kaufman, directed by Michelle Gondry. Same people who did Eternal Sunshine yeah. and The Spotless Mind. A lot of weird stuff. Weird stuff. Uh, I saw that movie in the theater, and I think I saw it in the theater, and there is a song in the credits that has that same flute, Mellotron uh, uh, melody, but uh-huh. not broken up like it is in the song. It's an actual song, and so what I think at the time, what I thought that they had done was taken that song, which I yeah. thought was sort of like an older, almost orchestral piece, and then just sampled it and remixed it, re-edited it. So I was hmm. trying to find what the song was. I couldn't find it. I was searching on They Might Be Giants things, human nature credit listings. I couldn't find what the song was. Nothing They Might Be Giants related said anything about what song was used, yeah. but I knew that I had heard it, and I knew that it had sounded exactly like what i had heard so in like this song the little flute type melody yeah at the very end but it was edited differently in there right. in this song so finally last night i rented human nature on apple for a few bucks yeah because a i had wanted to see it again anyway because it had been almost 20 years and i remember liking it and but i wanted to hear what this song was and find out what it was yeah so i watched the movie i heard the song it the the song credits weren't very clear on which one it was, so I had to go to the computer and search the whole thing and listen to different songs, uh, and I finally figured out which one it was. Wow, yeah. And I had to. I sent myself a link. I'll send it to you. Um, it's called Parade, uh, and it is by a guy named Graham. I didn't write down his last name. Graham something, uh, and he's actually done a lot of soundtracks for songs. Uh, he's actually done the soundtracks for a lot of well-known movies, and this is not one of them. Um, so if you click on the link at the very bottom, one of the very last songs is called Parade. They might come back again, but that was the main part. So there, yeah, there's definitely some similarities there. Now, if we listen to the song again, I feel like you'll hear them even better. Now... It's definitely I, I, similar. Yeah, it, I'm I'm noticing differences for sure. Like there, it, there's sort of that run up, yeah. uh, and then there's another part I think earlier on that is similar to this. But there's other things that I am hearing in the Fibber Island that are not in this song, unless this is just a shortened version of the song. I'm not sure. But when I heard that, I was like, that has absolutely has to come from so you or think be it's, the source. You think it's not coincidental? I think it's not coincidental. It seems way too similar. What year's the movie from? Well, so that's the other thing. So, the, yeah, the movie is from 2001, mm. which is, you know, they could have heard it. But I also thought that I had heard the song before I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. It's it's something yeah, that I, mean, I think somebody it, needs to research more. It's tight because, the I mean, the demo came out in 2001. True. Hmm. Maybe they have a relationship with this Graham guy, and he just gave him some unused stuff. I don't know. That was the thing that I have been wanting to figure out for probably 15 years or more. And uh, I felt like I, I got close. But yeah, there's definitely some some differences. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely an interesting thing. That's, uh, yeah, that's funny that you, that you picked up on that. That's a good ear there. Very cool. <clears throat> One of the other things with the end, uh, unrelated to my research, was, uh, and I think they mentioned this in the wiki, was that a lot of people were comparing it to Strawberry Fields, the Beatles yeah. song. Yeah, again, that Mellotron sound. Yeah, right. and this, and very specifically in that song, it fades out and it comes back with a sort of different world of music. 
Um, and they obviously, you know, I, I don't know if they were directly inspired by that, but there were some very strong similarities to that too. Yeah, that's like too similar not to feel inspired by it. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, the I'm very small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of people talking about that. And I, they might have even compared it to another song. But I think that one really uh, takes the cake. Yeah, yeah. I, I did see people talking about it. Where did I see them talking about it? Oh, yeah. I so just... I guess when they actually recorded... Uh, Strawberry Fields. I directly, yeah, took this from the from that part. It was constructed from two different recording sessions at two different tempos, at two different keys. Mm-hmm. George Martin was able to splice them together by speeding up one tape and slowing down the other. <laughs> at the edit point, Lennon's voice is pitched lower than expected and yeah. sounds a little druggy. Yeah, <laughs> and the lower pitch uh, again, a similarity there with Fibber Island with the. Uh the pitch shifting of Flansburg's vocals. He's got yep. the the chipmunk voice and the uh, the lower sinister <laughs> voice. Yeah, and so the 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 different verses, or I don't even know if you can call them what what you would call them, but yeah, there are some where he's got that very low sound, uh, and then the other ones, it's yeah, very different. And they and the the musical style, the the um, the rhythm, I think, and the melody is a little bit different as well between those two different sections. Yeah, it definitely starts, like, thumping real hard on the, uh, you here on Fiber Island. And I do believe it's pitched down. I don't I, I don't think he's naturally doing that. It sounds pitched down to my ear. It sounds like sounds it's synthetic. digitally done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which is funny because, yeah, I remember that that kind of grated with me when i when i first listened to this album the uh the chipmunk vocals i just always had have had an aversion to that to that kind of thing and like they've always been ones to use strange voices and to manipulate their voices more organically mm-hmm. so to hear them do it in kind of a digital fashion um kind of seemed odd to me yeah, they don't really do that very often. Uh, so I'm I'm curious what the what was the thinking behind that? You know, did they want it to just be extra different? Um, you know, because this is all about imagination and and just having fun and of thinking about whatever you can. You know, does this take that to the or does doing that to the voice take it to the next level? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the reason was. Yeah, or did or did they want it to sound like? kids or did they just want to sound weird yeah i think even on the the wiki there were people saying they're not actually kids in the background that's just their voices pitched up it's pretty obvious to me like those are some weird sounding kids (laughs) never heard a kid that sounds like that see i could have done it without the uh don't need to digitally manipulate my voice i can do that elvin and the chipmunks voice so, you want to talk about the weird lyrics? Yeah, let's talk about the weird lyrics. Let's talk about some fibs. Some fibs. Food plays a pretty big part, I think. Yeah, there's a lot pie. of talk of pie and chocolate. Yep, I like that. I like that. I think my favorite line might be the, uh, or the, the my favorite section, our house is made of pie, our dog is two miles wide, and all he talks about <laughs> is pie. Seems like the dog would eat the house. Right, exactly. He's, right? he's just eating their, their houses, or at least that house, and uh, that's why he's so huge, two miles wide specifically, and he just loves pie. And it's also a, a very cheap rhyme. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Do you even technically call that a rhyme if you just say the same word? <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. Rhyming pie with pie. But but uh, you know what? I think uh, the joke makes up for it. Sure. If they were if they were saying pie twice and if different reasons, it would be that I wouldn't. I would not accept that. It would not get the Spencer seal of approval. But Unacceptable. Because uh, it's such a good joke, I I'll accept it. <laughs> we swim on the ground. Wheels are square, not round. We eat chocolate by the pound. Yeah, this uh, it just sounds like kind of um, it, uh, 
like some dad telling some fantastical story to their kids about and 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 convincing them that this place exists, and not the whole thing about the CIA and the black ops, mm-hmm, right. but just it being this silly place. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I and I love the message behind it. I mean, they very specifically say. Uh, where I'm trying to find it near the end. Uh, to get to Fibber Island, you just close your eyes, start fibbing in your mind, and see what you can find. And I just love the message. Like, just use your imagination and have fun and be silly. And that mm-hmm. that really uh, resonates with me a lot. I'm curious to know how they wrote this. You know, did they, would they think of some line? Like, for instance, we strum rubber guitars. All right, well, what what rhymes with guitars? Mars, cars. All right, let's just find some other random weird fib that has that word in there and let's yeah. put it in it's a lot easier to come up with a rhyme when you don't have to worry about it making sense i like that <laughs> you know there's one line that i had been mishearing actually up until looking at the lyrics for this episode Ooh. uh the no one sings along okay no, no one sings along i'd been hearing as no one sings alone me too actually and this is much sadder this way no one you're singing and no one sings along that's sad now, do we want to double check the song? Is could this be a mistyping in the lyrics? I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Let us know. No, um, I, no. Should I, I go also, grab the CD booklet upstairs? Yeah, right. It's probably in there. Uh, yeah, I I thought it was no one sings alone as well, and maybe that's just my idealistic brain thinking that that's what they would have put in there. Because it's all inclusive. It's a much happier place right. if everyone's joining in. But singing. no one sings along. Up oh, here, oh. if you look on Google, this the, the Google uh, Play comes up with "No one sings alone." Huh. Okay, so there's a discrepancy here. Hmm. Until next time. So, if you wear a bicycle for hat, um, if you ride a bicycle. Then where are you going to put your helmet? <laughs> if you've got well, another bicycle on your head. Clearly, they don't ride bikes. They just wear them as hats. And I think oh, they okay. ride the helmet to get from place to place. They just turn upside down. Right. And their hat it's, will take them. This is very places. obvious. I can't believe you didn't understand that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's a good question. Also, what would happen to your head if you're wearing a bike on it? Uh, I, I think you'd probably have spine problems. I would probably break my neck. I probably break my neck riding a bicycle anyway, but wearing uh, wearing it on my head, yeah, it's probably not the best idea. It's a good thing it's a fib. One day the uh, the the third line might come true. Our friends live on Mars. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's possible. Do you think it'll happen during our lifetime though? I would not be surprised because yeah. I plan to live to be two hundred years old. Oh, okay. No, there. Uh, there's Just to a, finish obvi- this dictionary project, <laughs> right? It's going to take me that long. Uh, well, and of course, with all the new words coming in, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of talk about people going to Mars, and you know, even if if NASA gets even just a, another couple percentage points of budget, you know, they would have enough to go to Mars. Space Force, Space Force, <laughs> and, and when are the the cars with 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 buttons sewn on them when are, when are i've those seen cars with buttons haven't you seen those <laughs> i i'm actually not even lying there i've seen that you look up like goofy cars and people have like put buttons all over their cars yeah, they okay. might not be sewn on right i don't think you can sew into metal but they've definitely <laughs> been glued on <laughs> someone that's just that crazy about sewing I cover their sew car through metal in buttons yes they buy a special sewing machine that can go through car doors I don't think I would want a house made of pie as much as I no. like pie. Yeah. I think that it might uh, rot and smell and fall on me, probably. Sturdy. No. No, I don't think I could withstand the weather. We're taking a very realistic look to Fibber Island. Well, hey, it's it's just about telling a fantastic story. If you're not believing the fib, you're not going along with the fairy tale. I mean, I, I love no it. fun. I do because I I feel like even as a kid I think I've always been a very practical person and never really let my silliness and imagination run as wild as a lot of people I know. Uh so I I very much appreciate this song because of that. It's uh I'm I'm now finally as an almost 40-year-old trying to just be more ridiculous. <laughs> Now's the time. Yeah. Better late than never. Might as well. Yeah. Just crank up the ridiculous now. Um, I noticed there's another uh, cheap rhyme 
hair with hair. Oh, yeah. We hide mittens in our hair. You might need to stare to see the mittens in our hair. At least there's the the, the stare in the middle. So yeah, it's not the hair, 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 hair. Stare, hair. While the, the pie, wide and pie. See, there it's like the pie is rhyming with pie. Here, at least you got the hair rhyming with stare and then rhyming with hair again. Well, right. So pie, <laughs> pie and pie is kind of a cheap rhyme, but wide and pie is also a very cheap rhyme. Uh, I also, what is it? My, my, I remember as a kid, my dad was all, would always talk about, uh, I think it's the sound of music. Adieu, adieu to you and you and you. Yeah. It's like that, that doesn't work so well. Pie and wide. Uh, it doesn't work so well, but yes, hair and stare yeah. work much better. But yeah, like I mean, they couldn't come up with a third line they, to see the mittens in our hair. I, I'm thinking about the the our house is made of pie. You could have said our dog is as tall as the sky, and all he talks about is pie, or something like that. I guess it, I guess wide uh, gives the feeling of of large and fat, and sure. because he's eating a lot of pie. Yeah. I mean, and it's got the same vowel sound. It's one of those... I don't even know what the, the, that name of that is called. But the I, it's the same I sound. It's got the long um, I. It's just the, the, the D and wide. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like pi and Y would rhyme. But uh, pi I think and Weird wide. Al could have come up with a better better rhyme. <laughs> no. I, I, the, <laughs> Weird Al lives in this silly, this silly state. Yeah. I mean, this is almost like an Albuquerque type song. Things are just so ridiculous here at Fibber Island. The, almost as ridiculous as Albuquerque. Yeah. Hey. Luckily, there's no weasels eating faces on Fibber Island. That would be a scary fib to tell a, a child. Uh, yeah, no, they should probably wait till they're a little bit older to hear that one. <laughs> These are all very PG. Yes, very much so. Is there anything that's not? I don't know. I think it's all pretty, pretty kid friendly. So there's one other version that came out on when they were doing their podcast their video podcasts uh in 2008 did you listen to this version i did i don't remember it uh but i definitely listened to their podcast i think that was the first podcast i listened to and probably the only one that i listened to for a long time oh yeah (laughs) so let's listen to this this one it's more of an acoustic i mean it already features acoustic guitar but um I believe drum list. So let's listen to a little mm. bit of this. Here's a song called Fibber Island. Check it out. Here on Fibber Island, we strum rubber guitars. Our friends live on Mars, and we sew buttons on our cars. Here on Fibber Island. Like it because John Linnell is doing the bass line. Acapella. Our dog is two miles wide. And all he talks about is pie. Here on Fibber Island, we swim on the ground. Wheels are square, not round. We eat chocolate by the So no pitch shifted vocals. Here on Fibber Island. Here on Fibber Island. No one sings along. No one sings along. We just ride giraffes. We just ride giraffes. And wear bicycles for hats. Bicycles for hats. To get to Fibber And Linnell sings a harmony. It's a slightly different line. Slightly different melodic line. I'm going to skip to the end. They must have had so much fun doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. There was one line they said, um, start fibbing in your mind. Mm -hmm. Is that the actual lyric or am I making that up? Yeah. uh, It was near the the end. Start fibbing Uh, in your mind. Yeah. Oh, they do actually say that. To get to Fibber Island, you just close your eyes, start fibbing in your mind and see what you can find. Yeah. So that was kind of like a live version. Like, I wonder if they did actually record that live because, yeah, Linnell was doing the bass. uh, (laughs) I love that. 
and uh, and he was doing some harmonies, and there was no pitch shift flansy voice. Yeah, he just did kind of voice like this. And he kind of went <laughs> as high as he could, but he didn't, you know, wasn't like another octave up or something. Uh, and then, yeah, the music was just a little bit simpler. Yeah. It seemed mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Yeah, no drums. No drums. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did find a live version of this, and this was uploaded by a fairly famous fan who goes by the name tdk Mm. you familiar with tdk i probably heard you talk about tdk but i don't remember yes he uh famously has been to like 250 they might be oh wow shows or something it's crazy Fest in Clark, New Jersey. At a kid's show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm trying to think of what situations that they would choose to play Fibber Island. And a, a kid's show makes a whole lot of sense. Because I can't imagine. Now, does it say, uh, does the wiki say how many times they've played this live? Because they Let's probably see. haven't done it too much at adult shows, if at all. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. 57 known performances. That's a lot. But they've had a lot of kid shows in yeah. recent years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, like occasionally I think they will bust out some of the kids' album stuff at uh, regular adult shows, but I wouldn't see them doing this one. No, I think I've been to four or five shows uh, all in the Chicago area, and I cannot for the life of me remember what they played. I know that I had a blast, and I know that they were awesome, <laughs> but I have very little memory of specifically what was played. I think I actually did record a lot of it on my phone, uh, at least for the last few performances. So I probably have those video files saved deep in my hard drive collection what somewhere. What was the most recent time you'd seen them? Most recent? Oh, I think that was a kid show in Chicago probably two years ago, one or two years ago. Okay. Um, I took. Uh, I went with my sister and her daughter, who is nine now, so she probably would have been seven or eight at the time. Mm. Uh, and so they, I had given them some of their kids' music, and she had listened to some, and she really likes uh, Here Comes Science, yeah. which they did play, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, it was fun to experience them, uh, A, with my niece and my sister, uh, but also in a crowd of kids. It was a very different experience than yeah. the other shows I had been to. Yeah, that's cool. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've not been to any of their kids' shows. Rumor is that they're not going to do kids' albums anymore. That's what I've heard. Well, you know. They're they, done with that. They finished everything that a, kid's need, needs to, <laughs> yeah. that a kid needs to know. So <laughs> that's done. Uh, maybe they'll they'll have to do Here Comes the Dictionary and they can soundtrack your, your podcast. <laughs> that, that would be stealing my idea and I might have to have a little chat with them about oh, that. Oh, it would be a collaboration. I would love to have them be guest readers on the dictionary. That would be amazing. They would do such a good job. That would be fun. Uh, so I could not find any covers of this song. I was really surprised I couldn't find like just like a parent playing it for their kids or something on guitar. Yeah, that is a little Couldn't odd. I mean, it. I guess... Did you look at all? I didn't, know. Uh, I guess that it is not a, probably one of their most well-known or, or yeah. most favorite songs. So, yeah. I mean, I think we're to the point of the show where we got to score this song. You mean you don't want to spend another two hours talking about Fibber Island? I, I think an hour on a Fibber Island episode <laughs> is, is about right. It, uh, it seems about right to me. Yeah, no, I think this is more appropriate. Uh, so we're scoring it, you say? Yes. I probably should have thought about this beforehand. It's more fun not to. Yeah. Just do it on the yeah, fly. I have to use my brain. Uh, let's see. So we are on a scale of one to ten. Mm-hmm. 
using decimals and fractions and everything that I can think of. I am going to rate this as... Uh, well, I think the fact that uh, I like the message behind it, I think that really brings it up a notch for me. Sure. Uh, so I'm going to rate it at a 7.5 and four pieces of pie. Oh. Mm. So you, did you cut those out of your house? Y- yeah, my house has fallen down now. <laughs> Probably should have thought about that beforehand. Eh, I'll just rebuild it with more <laughs> pie. <laughs> Okay, for me, I think the the song always had a mark against it. Like I said at first, for having those chipmunk vocals in it, I just had a lot of trouble getting around those at first. It was never one of my favorites off this album. But I do, like, since talking about it, I think it has brought it up a little bit, talking about the just the, the fun nature of the lyrics and just, like, using your imagination. Um, it's definitely a, a very, you know, good thing to teach a kid, you know. Like, get, get off of the screens, all of your oh, screen yeah. devices, and, you know, actually, you know, create these imaginary worlds for yourself. And I like that message. Um, but I think I'm going to have to give it, I'm going to give it a six point. Let's see. I'm looking at some of the other stuff I've rated. Mm, I'm going to have to give it a 6.2. Yeah, you can't give it a higher score than a song that you like less. So, yeah. 6.2. I, I think, think that's, that's where fair. I'm going to go. Yeah. All right. So um, let's uh, plug your podcast one more time. Where can people find you? Oh, yes. You? Let's keep on talking about that. Uh, so <laughs> it's on iTunes, you know, or I, Apple, whatever they talk, call it. Apple, Apple Podcasts, Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, and I think people have told me it's in other locations as well. It's called The Dictionary. Uh, it has a very uh, simple handwritten picture that i just wrote the dictionary in (laughs) in black on a white background uh it's real cheap i'm doing this all by myself people and uh, i post every day uh there's a facebook page there's a twitter page i have a google voice number i think i've gotten oh an email i think i've gotten one or two emails uh that's about it oh and i have a patreon page so if anybody wants to be my first patron please give me money He's doing a lot of reading here, folks. This is a 30-year project. Help him out. All right, so thanks for being on, Spencer. And, uh, yeah, and and we'll talk to you next time, which in in real time will be in, like, 10 minutes after I eat my sandwich. Mmm, sandwich. Please join us on Twitter at ThisMightBeAPod, Facebook.com slash ThisMightBeAPodcast. Email me, ThisMightBeAPod at gmail.com. And you can leave voicemails at 224-801-2930. If you really like what you're hearing and you want to support the pod, please visit us at patreon.com slash this might be a podcast to uh, donate and get some exclusive content and some merch. Thanks again for listening, everybody.